Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Today we're going to be talking about some potential guys the Padres could trade if they end up becoming sellers at the deadline. Now our last episode was about firing AJ Preller and just really about the mess that the Padres have become this season and really that it boils down to like all right they're they're not a good team if they're not five games back at the trade deadline it's very likely that they are sellers. So and this sucks too. This isn't something that we're hoping happens. We hope they bounce back. We hope it ends up something like that. But it's just the reality of the situation where you look around and you go, okay, there's a few guys that are not under contract in the future that are going to get big deals that have a lot of value for teams to trade for. And the main two guys are going to be Blake Snell and Josh Hader. And they're free agents after this year. The Padres extended, you know, they, well, they re-signed Robert Suarez to a big contract. Um, they, they extended you Darvish to a big deal. They didn't extend Blake Snell. That one's looking really bad right now, but it's very unlikely that these guys are not going to be re-signed as Padres. And those are the two names that are going to come up the most when it talks about, you know, a, a potential Padres kind of selling at the deadline. So Chase Isaac, what do you guys think about the potential of either Josh Hader, Blake Snell, or both being traded at the deadline? Obviously, Blake Snell and Josh Hader are going to be the main ones that are going to get calls. Uh, AJ probably going to get calls for both of them when it comes to uh, teams that are looking for either a closer or relief pitching in general. And a, I'd say front of the line starter. Um, other guys that are going to be talked about, Haseon Kim, Juan Soto. Um, and, and keep in mind, we don't want any of these guys to go. They're very key pieces for the Padres. Um, but, I mean, like Matt said, if we're not at least – five games back by the time the deadline and five games still feels like a lot considering the Dodgers are playing good baseball. The Marlins are playing good baseball. Giants are playing good baseball. Cubs are eight and two in their last 10. You know, the teams ahead of us are playing good baseball. Um, so five games still feels like a lot. It's kind of pushing it, but if things don't turn around for the Padres soon, if we're looking at it, like they're still barely over 500, they're seven games back right now. The Potter's going to get a lot of calls for Josh Hader and Blake Snell. And the good thing is that the pitching market is kind of scarce. There's not many pitching options that I think are up for trade. So they could honestly net you a good amount. Are any of them going to be better than those two? Eh, I mean, who knows? Probably not. But they can net you a good amount. The problem is I don't want A.J. Preller touching what might not be his. And I've said that repeatedly, but I just don't want him trading pieces that and, and and when it comes to Snell and Hader, sure, it makes sense because they might not be back next year. But when it comes to Soto and Kim, it doesn't make sense. Um, people, of course, there's going to be talks about trading Juan Soto, whether it be from media. Uh, teams are going to probably call about Juan Soto because they're going to be thinking, well, this was the year supposed to be contending and you're not doing it. Give us Juan Soto and we'll give you a good package. And quite frankly, you're, you could get quite a bit out of Juan Soto. Um but he's going to be in your plans in 2024, and I don't think the Padres are going to punt on 2024. Like, 2023, sure, if you're still more than five games back, punt. I mean, sure, it's a white flag, and you're going to lose money, but um, you're also sacrificing the future for just to keep Hater and Snell for another month or two. I mean, like I said in the previous video, if you're if you're multiple, if you're more than five games back, that means you haven't used Hater that much you've lost a lot of games. You're, you're not using hater and another, another team will give you a good amount of resources to be able to use him, especially as fresh as he may be. Um, but 
when it comes to Blake Snell, man, it, it's so hard to give him up because he's been a key part to this Padres team, especially last year. Um, he was an amazing pitcher down the stretch. This year, over the past six, seven games, over the past month or so, uh, or longer, he's been our best guy. He's been shut out. He's been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. And that will net you so much because the pitch, like I said, there's not a lot of guys. It's supposed to be a pretty quiet deadline. I don't think anyone anticipated the Padres being a team that could potentially be sellers. And, and this is assuming that they keep playing at the pace that they're playing right now. In order for the Padres to get to playoff position, they got to play the way they did in the first half last year, which was, I believe, a 620 winning percentage at one point. It was like 45 and 27, something like that. They were a really good team for quite long period, quite extended period of time. Right now, they have to win 52 games out of the next 83 in order to be a play, not be a playoff team, but be at least a four or fifth or five seed the way they were last year. Um, it, I mean, right now you're shooting for the six seed. That's going to be that's your only that's your only hope, I guess. Which isn't the worst thing. The six seed gets to play either the Reds, the Brewers, you know, one of those teams that really aren't that good. Um, but in order to get to that spot, you got to look at the Padres and say over the next three weeks, they need to get hot starting today, starting today, the, the day of the second game of the Pirates of the Pirates series, they need to get hot, go on a streak where they get multiple games over 500 and only be a few games back of that last wild card spot. They're capable of doing it. I mean, sure. The way they're playing, they hasn't shown they're capable of doing it. On paper, though, granted, on paper it doesn't matter in baseball, which is why, I mean, it's it's great that in baseball you can't just assemble a team of superstars and hope for the best the way the Padres have. It clearly hasn't worked out. But, um, I mean, there's going to be people, that, and on Twitter I've already seen it, there's people that really don't want to trade Snell and Hater no matter what. And I get it. I don't want to see them go either. But if we're talking from a future standpoint, we need the Padres to set themselves up for future success. Our prospect, I mean, our farm system, it's not gutted. We got guys at the top of the farm system that are really good. But the depth of the farm system, it's gutted. It, there's not good guys. I mean, you're throwing Reese Kinnear, Matt Waldron. These are guys that are mid-level prospects and going out there and throwing quality innings for you. Not quality innings. They're not quality innings by any means, but they're meaningful innings in games that you have to win. They're throwing those innings. We had a 3-0 lead yesterday. You know what Reese Kinnear did? He gave it right back and and some. And that's gutting to the lineup. That's gutting to the team. And the lineup's been the main reason we're losing, but a 3-0 lead should not be given up immediately to a team that's been hitting 100 of the runners in scoring position throughout the month. <clears throat> yeah, and Reese Kinnear did that. So that's a guy that shouldn't be pitching meaningful innings. Therefore, if the Padres want to be able to have depth especially pitching depth you need to be able to get guys that give you that whether it be prospects or i mean back back and start whatever it is if snell and hater can net you that and you're not looking at a team that's going to make the playoffs you got to do it that's just the reality of baseball we're not looking at a team from a marketing standpoint saying well if they do it they're waving the white flag well if they don't do it are they waving the white flag for next year because there's just i don't see i don't see them re-signing hater especially I don't see them re-signing Blake Snell. Blake Snell's a Scott Boris client. He can go get a lot of money somewhere at this rate. And someone will pay him that. So I don't really see either of them returning. 
you realistically might, if you're not making the playoffs this year, you might be waving the white flag for next year too, if you're not garnering prospects or something that could help you next year or the following. So I understand not wanting to trade them. They're very valuable pieces. They're very good players. They're fan favorites. I love both of them. I think they're great. Um, but at this rate, the only guys to blame for them being in this position are themselves. It's not Blake Snell and Josh Hader's fault by any means, but you can look at the guys in the lineup and say, hey, this is the reason that some of the best players in baseball are essentially, they might be moved from our team because they're not producing. And um, I mean, we'll see where the Padres are come August 1st, man. I mean, really realistically a week before August 1st, we'll see where they are. They have three weeks to turn this thing around to go 15 and five in their next 20, 13 and three in their next 16, whatever it is. I think they can do it. I think they have the team on paper to do it, but all we've seen throughout the season is, Hey, you got walked off on by the, or you lost the next year innings to the Dodgers after Josh Hader threw a pretty good pitch to Mookie Betts and he took it deep. After that, you went on a horrible streak of losing. You blew two leads to the giants and now you've lost series. You lost a series to the nationals. And you already lost the game to the to the Pirates. They haven't shown any signs of bouncing back. They haven't shown any capabilities of doing it. Whenever they're down three or more runs, they they always lose. They're one of the worst teams at coming back, arguably the worst. So they've shown no fight. They've shown no spirit. As much as I think they can do it, they've given me no reason to believe that they will. Like Isaac was saying on that very depressing note, yeah, sell, sell Snell, sell Hater, and you could potentially sell Soto. I mean, realistically, you look at this team, you don't have any room to sign any of them to an extension. This Andrew Bogart still kind of threw a wrench into things. It's looking like a really bad signing. You already had a few short stops. We talked about this in the last video. Just a quick recap there. If Snell does sign back to a team-friendly deal, if he does, then it's worth not trading him. But realistically, let him go get his bag. He's having basically a Cy Young year. He started his second half really early this year. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's crazy. There's no reason for you to not go to go and trade him and get a significant haul in return because the pitching market is kind of thin. And without good Blake Snell is, there's going to be a team that will eat that up. And right now what you need, you need some MLB ready prospects, not some prospects that are fringe MLB players already that just don't have, they're kind of blocked. You need those guys and you need the depth. You need the prospects for the future because realistically, you don't have a lot of room to sign a lot of people because of the contracts you've already given up. People are going to give up a ton for Hater. We gave up a ton for Hater. You can get maybe a couple solid bullpen arms back and maybe a back-end starter with potential to be more or, hell, even get a DH with a few years of control. You can do that. You can do that for Snell and Hater. And what you can get for Soto would be even more. And... If we're not in any position to make playoffs, which right now we're seven and a half back, we're playing the Pirates right now, so we might just flip spots with the Pirates and be even more games back. Hell, we might be even just as far back as the Mets. 
and the Mets are in the same boat as us. They got some really shitty contracts. They don't have a lot of room to sign people. They don't really got a lot of prospects banging at the door to make a significant difference. And hell, might as well even throw the Cardinals in there because the Cardinals are in the same boat as us. They're just a little further back. This team is showing no fight, no spirit, no soul, no willingness to get better. Do you hear the comments in the media? I don't have time. Really? Because I feel like all you guys do is have all the time in the world. You guys aren't getting any better. You guys aren't hitting with runners in scoring position. You guys are completely letting down all the times the pitchers have a quality start, which if there has been plenty of quality starts the past two months, and we still lose. You can blame partially it on the bullpen, but when your starters going six, seven innings of one or no run ball, you should absolutely be winning those games, and we're not. We have blown leads continuously. Every time it's like a 2-0, 2-1 game in the t- uh, favor of the other team, there is no comebacks. Anytime we go down by three runs, it's an L. There is no coming back. And realistically, I'd much rather Preller sell the team than try to buy a, a win because Preller tearing apart the farm system in hopes of keeping his job together is just going to set us back further and further and further. So the best thing we can do is sell what we have because we can't just let guys walk for free. We can't be the Cubs and let you know Wilson can walk for free. You might as well get something in return for the guys that are not coming back. You got to. You got to at least continuously build your future and you have the power to do that, or you have the power to sit there and do nothing and let the team fall apart. I'd rather sell the team and, you know, prepare for the future. So I'm not 100% if this is accurate, but I did see something the other day that the Padres have not came back when they've been down by two or more runs one time this year and, and ended up winning the game. I, I, I mean, that's what it seems like, right? So I don't know if that's 100% true, but if they have, it's been like one or two times. Um, so yeah, whenever they go down they're they're done. Um, and I think it's interesting because like <clears throat> you want them to keep fighting to make the playoffs because we want to watch them in the playoffs. Like we all want to watch them be good. We all want to watch them in the playoffs, but you look at Josh Hader and Blake Snell, and I think they're the most likely guys to get traded. You look at Xander Bogarts and Jake Cronenworth, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, but you hope they're getting traded, dude. Like you hope there's a way that you do not have to to sit there for the duration of their contracts that go into their late thirties and in Xander's case, until he's 40, because that's terrifying. So you kind of hope those guys are traded. Tim and Soto. I a hundred percent agree. I don't think you want them to get traded at all. You want to keep them away. You, you, you want to keep them on this roster. You want to run it back with them next year. They're two of your best players. Um, <clears throat> so Blake Snell's initial trade, he was traded for Blake Hunt, Francisco Mejia, Cole Wilcox, and Luis Patino. Patino basically being the, the main part of that trade. The Padres fleeced in this trade. AJ Preller, give him a, a round of applause. We, we've been ripping him so much. That is a fleece. Patino has been terrible. He's he's been bad. He had like he has like an eight nine ERA the last couple of years and has barely pitched. Um, so this was a huge one for the Padres. They can get a lot for Blake Snell. You look at the Josh Hader trade. This one's interesting. Trade Taylor Rogers, the Nelson Lamette. Both those guys are kind of cooked, but you give up two solid pros- prospects in Robert Gasser and Asturio Ruiz. Now, Gasser has like a four ERA, but he's showing a lot of signs that he's going to come around. Um, 
I think he's probably going to be a decent pitcher. He's in AAA. He's 24. He's probably going to come up relatively soon. So, I mean, and we both like that. We all like Gasser a pretty decent amount. Like, he'd be a guy that could have pitched. He could have pitched instead of Reese Kinnear or Matt Waldron the other day. Like, he could have been a guy that would have came up and pitched in those spots and probably would have done a better job. Um, though Waldron did pretty solid. Um, but, like, he would have been a better fringe starter. Um, Estre Ruiz, maybe you want him over Chris, bro? I mean, like, seriously? Like, he might not really ever be a plus hitter. But he has 40 stolen bases right now. He has 40 stolen bases. That's insane. So, and he's still developing. He's on the A's. They suck. There's no pressure there. So I guess that's fair. But like, not a lot when you consider how much it costed to try to get Hater. Keep in mind, you were basically buying Hater at his lowest point. So I think you could get back relatively the same, if not more, in those deals. Like, you know, like kind of like a push deal. And that ends up being a, a win for the Padres if they ended up moving him this year and you got him last for last year's playoffs and you had a deep run. Now, you could also make the case like we well, didn't win a championship, so it doesn't really mean anything. I think that's a fair point. But I think that overall, I think it's one of those where it's like it's not like a it's not a terrible way to like recoup assets in these deals. And most likely you're gonna win both trades in Blake Snell in the sense of like you didn't really give up anything to get him, and then you're trading him and you're adding more. So if they think Blake Snell's gonna walk then you have to trade him unless you're really thinking that you're going to be able to make a con- like you're going to be able to come back and make the playoffs, which is far-fetched as we speak today. It, it is very far-fetched, unfortunately. So there's that aspect. Um, and then Josh Hader, I don't want them to pay Josh Hader. Like as good as he is, I, I don't think it makes any p- sense to pay a closer. I get Edwin Diaz got hurt this year. When that deal happened, we were all like, all right, well, next year is the last year of Josh Hader because that is crazy if you want to sign him to that because he's better than Diaz. So, yeah, you don't, you don't want to, you probably don't want to sign Hader. You probably don't have the money to sign Hader when you look at all these contracts that the Padres have. So, it seems like he's the most likely guy to get traded with Snell being the second, with probably Kim being the third and Soto being the least likely. That would be my guess. Um, and with Bogarts and Cronenworth as guys that like maybe they get traded, but it's probably super unlikely unless the team thinks that they can bounce back. But how would you order the main four guys and in, in how you think they would get traded? Would you guys change anything or, or what are you thinking? Uh, Hater, Snell, Kim Soto. Um, as far as Hater goes, it just makes the most sense. I mean, <laughs> like I said, if you're multiple games back, if you're still this many games back by the deadline, you haven't used him that much. So what's the point of keeping him? Um, and you can get a good return out of him. Um, Snell, it's a little different uh, because he he does give – right now, as far as starters go, he gives you the best chance to win games. But like I said, if you're seven games back, you haven't won many games still. So it doesn't really matter. Um, ideally, you know, ideally we're talking late July and we're only three or four games back and, and ah, fuck, I don't know if I want us to buy cause I don't want AJ Peller to do anything, but ideally you're only three or four games back and you don't have to trade anyone. But at this current stage for the Padres, yes, we have to talk about selling these two because you can even throw Waka in there. I, I put Waka third, I would say, um, but these two specifically, yeah, they're going to get a lot of phone calls, man. They're going to be talked about so much during the deadline. Um, 
if this continues. So really, it's up to the players. I mean, because because you know, of course, we talked about Preller. We talked about firing AJ Preller, but I think all of us can agree. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the main reason the Padres are losing is because there are multiple players in this lineup that are underperforming. Xander Bogarts is significantly underperforming from the six-war season he put up last year and the other four-war seasons that he's put up. Manny Machado is significantly underperforming from a seven-war season he put up last year and the consistent four-war that he's put up in a Padres uniform. Who else is underperforming? I mean, those are the mates. Jake Cronenworth is underperforming from his from his two four-war seasons. Those are going to be three main guys, right? It is up to the lineup, to the guys in the lineup to not make, to have these trades not happen. So we'll see how they do, man. I, I know they have the capability to turn it around, but I don't know. I, I It feels a little hopeless. Um, but, you know, back to back to the discussion, um, Snell and Hayter, they're going to be the most too likely to go. Kim should not go. Um, Kim should be in your 2024 plans. Soto should be in your 2024 plans. If you sell them, Soto is definitely not that likely. Kim, you sell Kim, bro. You're selling the wrong guy. Um, you sell Kim, you you might be setting yourself up worse for 2024. He's seven million dollars. Doesn't make sense to you, you have a guy on the on a low di- on a. Sorry, I need to charge my computer real quick. But you have a guy that's on a seven million dollar deal for at least next year. Um, you definitely need to keep him around. And then, yeah, I mean, that's about it, man. Uh, Snell and Hater, yeah, you can look at them and say, hey, they might go. But Kim Kim and Soto, you got to have them in the lineup for the foreseeable future for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Hater and Snell are definitely the top two. I Walk is an interesting one. Uh, if he continues to do good, doesn't get injured, absolutely yeah you can sell him i don't think you're better off selling him just because you know snell's probably going to go and losing two starters when you don't really have anyone in the farm system to jump right back up it's kind of a little bit of a risky move um you could always you know try to sign a couple solid guys outside you know the off season but if you do sell both of them i think you're kind of setting yourself up for failure in 24 um I, you can't sell Kim. Kim is like the one bright spot on the team outside of Tatis and Soto. Like he is the one bright spot and everybody on the team loves him. So, and the fan base loves him. It'd kind of be like when you sold Fran Mill, you're just selling the wrong guy. It's going to hurt the fan base. It's going to hurt the team in a lot more ways than you think. Uh He's also one of the few guys, like as I said, on a cheap contract. So if you sell him, what are you doing? You're selling your third best player for what? He's going to be productive no matter what. He's going to be valuable no matter what. And if you can continue to get him on like a 10 to $12 million deal, hey, you know what? Kim's entering his prime. He's figuring out MLB pitching. He's hitting like 300 with an eight-something OPS in his last seven to 15 games. He's figuring it out. Uh, as much as I don't want to sell Soto, I think the haul you could get in return for him might outweigh the benefits of having him next year if you look towards the future. Just depending on 
does AJ Preller stay? Does AJ Preller go? I think, you know, that's another thing. Like, hey, if you fire AJ Preller, that's going to look a lot different than like, okay, which guys do we need to sell? Which guys do we need to keep? Having a different GM in there might might change plans a little bit. But got to sell Hater, got to sell Snell. Just get some MLB-ready guys. We just need depth. You can also get a lot of top guys for them. I think it'd be interesting if they if they did like hear offers on Soto just because it's also like not forget next year you're also giving up keeping him on the team, which is like a real like gut punch, dude. Because like he's been great, <laughs> like he's you traded so much for him and like he is produced. Even though people want to say that he like I feel like people feel like he's been underwhelming. It's just not the case. And you look at the numbers and it's not the case. So. Ah, that would be that'd be hard. I, I think you don't want it. I, I think trading Kim or Soto would be stupid. Especially letting AJ Preller trade Kim or Soto would even be more stupid. So I think if you're gonna trade anyone, it's probably gonna be Snell or Hater. And I would even go as far to say I think Hater's more likely to get traded than not. If if we're still in the same spot that you are, because you need to recoup some assets, because Esri Ruiz and Robert Gasser are probably going to be pros for a decent amount of time. They're probably going to be pretty solid. Not like some, you know, mar- marquee players or superstars, but they're going to be MLB level players. So I think it's I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this trade deadline. Anyone listening? You guys think we're wrong? You guys think that the Potters are going to turn around and not be sellers? Like, let us know that too. And if, if you think they're going to be buyers, give us guys that you think that they're going to go after because I think that'd be intriguing. Um, maybe they even do something where it's like, yeah, they move hater but they add in some guys and the roster looks a little bit different and they make some changes. I could easily see that kind of side to it. But I think overall, if you're many games back at the trade deadline, it's going to be hard to not sell at least some. And especially when you have two guys like Hayter and Snell that are most likely not going to be Padres in 2024. So that's my overall thoughts on it, but let us know what you think. And we will be back on Sunday doing a live stream for that. I'm kind of changing up the way we're recording and stuff. We're not going to be doing series recaps every time, but we're going to be doing Sunday live streams every week and then do a bunch of a, more, a lot more segments throughout the week, just a little bit easier for our schedules. But yeah, we'll see you guys on Sunday and hopefully we get some type of win streak because going into the uh, Nationals Pirates back-to-back series, I said, and Isaac agreed, you have to win five or six. Four and two is not enough. Well, as we're recording this, They've lost three games. They've went one and three. So they might be going one and five or two and four. So it's looking really rough right now. And that's why we're talking about the Padres trading when this was supposed to be one of the most anticipated seasons in Padres history. So it is it is really crazy how, how much of a 180 we've done in the first three months of the season. And it's really unfortunate, but that's where we are. So we'll see you all on Sunday. Hopefully we got some more positive stuff to talk about then.